So Russ Gershon is here. He's the leader of the Ether Orchestra for, gosh, at least 30 years now, right? Yeah, a thir- thir- little over 31 now. That is unbelievable. Uh, congratulations. This 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 uh, track sounds fantastic. We were just talking about it. it. was recorded here at Dimension. Is that right? Dimension Sound in Jamaica Plain, yeah. yeah. A, a venerable studio. It's been there since the 60s. Is that right? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it, wow. it's gone through a different bunch of different phases, and it's um, recently... Um, been revived by some great local engineers and it's you know it's excellent yeah it sounds it sounds great and you want to talk about uh, a little bit about the the story behind this because i was reading the some of the the history of the there's an armenian community that that was that was a big part of the the uh, ethiopian music and had a big influence on that you want to talk about this yeah it's a crazy story it's really it's there's about four different ways to sort of wind our way through it but <laughs> right. to put it in a nutshell i'll i'll, I'll, do, I'll do the haile selassie version because everybody loves haile selassie also known as Rastafari. Ras means prince or boss and tef- his name was tefera so Rastafari means you know, Prince Tefera. I see. Yeah. And uh, he was, um, when he before he was emperor in 1923, I think, he was traveling through Palestine and he heard a band playing in the street, which mm-hmm. was like a brass band. He had never heard, I mean, maybe he had heard such music before, but it struck him very hard that day. And he, he went and found the brass band and it was this band of Armenian orphans. This was 1923, wow. so eight years after the genocide. <laughs> oh, right. So, so there were these orphans the, that were around after the, the right. Turkey, the Turkey Tur- the, the Tur- genocide. Right, the, of, of the Armenians. Oh. And so they had fled Armenia and wound up, this, this particular group wound up in, in Palestine under the leadership of a, a musician named Kavork Nalbandian. And Haile Selassie loved this band so much, and he thought, I need a band like that back home so I can be a proper emperor. So he, he he literally adopted them, like legally <laughs> adopted right? every, wow. like a, a band of like 40, 50, 50 people. And uh, I don't think he adopted Mr. Nalbandian himself, but <laughs> I guess they, they became in-laws or something. That, I don't know. And he, he sent them back to Ethiopia, and they were called the Arba Lijosh or something like that, um, the 50 orphans. Wow. And this was the beginning of this thing that he was trying to do, which was to have brass bands, European-style brass bands in Ethiopia that where they'd never been before. So just to move move this story along, uh, a few years later, um, uh, Kevork sent for his nephew, Nurses Nalbandian, who was uh, living in Aleppo, of all places, a place mm-hmm. that's been in the news right, lately. Right, Syria, yeah. Yeah, now in Syria, right. And uh, Nurses was a young musician, 23, 24-year-old guy, and uh he went to Ethiopia to teach music, to teach band instruments, you I know, because this part of this Armenian music community there. And over the next 20 years, uh, Nurses Nalbandian, who, who was a fine musician and a very energetic guy, became Haile Selassie's favorite musician and, uh, you know, organized church choirs and Gilbert and Sullivan sing-alongs, you know, which just, that that's the part that really boggles my mind. I'm trying <laughs> to ma- imagine yeah, what that, they sounded right. like. That sounds, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And little dance bands and everything and taught people to play instruments. So he was sort of the father of like this whole music community. I see. And uh, when Haile Selassie built this fantastic theater in 1956, the modestly named Haile Selassie Theater, uh, he put nurses in charge of the music there. 
you know, this was like the National Theater. And Nurses, who was a foreigner, of course, but a beloved foreigner, was put in charge of creating an orchestra for the theater. So, so he became the musical director yes, of that, right? exactly. Right. So he uh, put together what we would call a big band, you know, rhythm section, four saxes. Right. Uh, it was four saxes, three trombones, two trumpets on opening night. Similar there. to what you have, your, your yeah, instrumentation. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. A, right. so it was just short of a full-size big band, I but see. a little bit, you know. And um, that band became sort of the national, you know, what was the National Theater Orchestra. And they broadcast their stuff on the radio every week or every, you know, on, on national wow. radio. And uh, Nurses, with his, uh, his knowledge of how to write music down, how to transcribe uh, was one of the first people to really start writing down Ethiopian melodies in Western notation. Oh, but he see. was also interested in American music quite a bit. He was a real, he had big ears, you know. And uh, uh, so he brought in all these American sounds. The jazz sounds jazz and things sounds like that, and, right. And I asked his son, Vartkes, what did your dad, who were his favorite musicians? And he, Vartkes thought about it for a minute and he said, his favorites were Xavier Cugat and Ray Charles. <laughs> like, so, wow, that's great. So here's this guy, this you know Armenian refugee living in Ethiopia, teaching European band instruments to Ethiopians, and then inculcating them with the sounds of American, Latin, and jazz music. And that's, it's sort of, in a certain sense, he was, he set the stage, along with plenty of other people, for the great Ethiopian music of the 60s and 70s, the, when they when they started to get into the electric instruments and the right. stuff that's become a little bit a little bit better known. And so that piece that we heard was that was that one of his pieces that you you kind of rearranged? Or? Yes, okay. that was that was a, a piece of his. It was called Mat Lahulam, which I don't know what it means. <laughs> um, and uh, and how did you find this stuff? Well, I mean, the, that one the, we we got them in different ways. That one came off score paper. His, wow. his his children, um, who are now you know about sixty years old or in their late fifties to, to mid sixties, uh, heard the Ether Orchestra play when we were there in two thousand and four, and got this light bulb over their heads, which was like these guys can play Dad's music. Wow, that's great! And so they invited us over and plied us with delicious food and strong drink, and <laughs> and then once once you know once 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 we were like a little tips, they they brought out the boxes of the old scores and said, "You have to play this music." Wow! And so that must have been an amazing moment. It was really wow. amazing. It was like it was such an honor. Number one course, to be sort right. of like you're the people that can do this, and it was like daunting too because it was just these piles of random parts, lead sheets, scores for different sizes of bands, choral scores and everything. Which left you having to put kind of put the pieces, try to put the pieces yeah, together. Yeah, there was guess, there right? was some of that yeah. musicology thing right. um, and um, this particular one that we just listened to was a pretty intact score. Um, that's actually a, it was actually a song with words, but we had no recording of it, and I don't think we had the lyrics, just the musical score, and it works as an instrumental. So it sounds beautiful. Yeah, yeah I really think this one is pretty, fantastic. pretty strong. I don't think I had to do much to it. You know, some of the things I had to like kind of fill it out, but this one was pretty much straight up off the score. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of them, you just had some parts you didn't have the full, the full lead sheet for, so you had to kind of yeah. extrapolate. Did you have recordings of this stuff too, or? Well, we had recordings of a bunch of songs. We had scores of a bunch of songs, and only a couple of them overlapped. I see. There were only recordings and scores of a couple of things. So it was it was it was kind of a crossword puzzle. It was sort of like, well, these recordings sound like this. Right. These scores imply that and I would sort of fill in the blanks yeah. um and uh so I had to transcribe some of the things off the recordings. 
a pain in the neck as as, yeah. as we both <laughs> as we both know. <laughs> it's like what was that? Yeah, again? Yeah. Okay, maybe the if educated I listen, guess is sometimes if I listen good to it enough. for the nine hundred and forty seventh <laughs> right. time. Maybe I'm able to figure it out. Volume I, I learned does not uh, yeah. not really help. No, yeah. it helps to have Pro Tools and be able to do like radical EQ and stuff. Mm, and, that's true. Know. Yeah, um, EQing is good. But um, but I, I brought down um, also the, the a CD of these original so- source recordings. These old. Uh, recordings from, I guess they're Ethiopian National Radio or something. And what year is are these? Well, the, the theater opened in '56, and wow. it, it and Kylie um, Selassie was um, deposed in '74 and uh, killed in '75. So th- these are mostly from the mid '50s to the late '60s, early '70s. Interesting. Uh, and and it, how did you get hold of these? Did they? They didn't have them. I don't think I got uh, mostly Francis Falsetto, the 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 curator and creator of the Ethiopic series. Who, oh, I see. He's, he had, he, he he's, had that. He's really behind this whole project. You right. know, he he in his in his attempt to tell the story of Ethiopian music, uh, he's known that the the music of Nurses Nalbandian was an essential element. Uh, he 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 had these old recordings, but they number one they they're really so low fidelity that only the most insane people would listen to them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so we should play them for your audience. Yeah, and um and they're also owned technically by Ethiopian state radio and trying to license from like yeah, Ethiopian. Yeah. It's Forget like it, really right. so. Right. Francis cooked up this plan with the Albanians to have the either orchestra play this stuff in Ethiopia at the old theater. So in 2011. We went back there and set up on the the, the old stage where the Nalbandian wow, band played. That's great with big crowd of of young people and old timers who were you know there were even some old guys from the band and is that it was, right? It was wow. sort of like a bizarre East African you know version of Buena Vista Social Club or something. <laughs> and we played this stuff. Nice. And this music hadn't had literally had not been played there for half a century. Wow, some of it and uh, it was wild. It was just wild. You know, people were crying and you know. Um, you had brought it back to life. We brought it, it back it, to that's life. That's right. That's yeah, interesting. It was really amazing. And so we recorded that concert. We recorded a couple concerts there. And uh, it being Ethiopia, the power went out during the middle of the concert. So <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff happened. So we didn't get a full good concert recording. But uh, ever since then, I've been kind of working on compiling tracks. So we have some stuff from the theater, some stuff from another concert in Ethiopia, the session from Dimension, you know, but we managed to get, you know, a whole album worth of material oh, together. Great, great. It's, yeah, because every time I run into you, you say, yeah, I've got, I've got like 10 different projects. <laughs> this one's over here and this and this and this shelf, this one's over here. And this must have been one of the ones you were talking about I've been talking about this ago. for years. I probably said the word Nalbandian more than any other person outside of his family wow, know, over the next great. seven years. But I'm so happy about And we're having, I guess, I, one of the reasons I'm here tonight yeah, is talk about the to show. plug the concert. Maybe we should play some more music, though. Uh, Why don't we play another track off uh, of your Okay, let's do this. Let's play, uh, let's play one with vocals. How about sure. um, number, track three, uh, Yene Hasab. And this one, this one's interesting. It's a, it's a well-known song in Ethiopia, Yene Hasab. At least it is nowadays, and it was back in the day. And this is the one track that we did. This is from... A, a live show we did outdoors in a courtyard in Addis Ababa at the Alliance Ethio Francais, this kind of 
nice. in French Institute. Uh. And uh, the singer on this is one of the, he's an old guy named uh, German Nagash, who sang with Nalbandian's back back oh, in the wow. day. Oh, wow. So you got the, one so of the original this, singers. One of That's the original. Wow. And he hadn't, he, you know, German Nagash, after the revolution in 74, he stopped singing and he's a bu- he's a, like a bus driver, wow. you know, drives a cab or has a little mini bus or something. So he, he hadn't really been performing for Did a Did you remember time. the song, I wonder? Oh, yeah. This wow. was his, this was his wow. glory days was see, when he was right. a young buck in the 60s, <laughs> you know, and... And uh, this was his, one of his big numbers, and wow. so he was so happy to be singing it with us, and it was great. And he, you know, and you, so you'll hear him, and you'll also hear solos from two different clarinetists. One of them is uh, Haley Nicewanger, who's American. She's a member of the band. Mm-hmm. She plays the first clarinet solo, and then um, Dawit Frey, who's an Ethiopian younger guy, you know, maybe in his late thirties or something like that. Um, plays the second solo you'll hear two very contrasting <laughs> clarinet styles wow great uh, within the song Yene Hasab great well let's listen to this this is either orchestra Russ Gershon is here this is WZBC 90.3 
Free Association, you're listening to music from either orchestra off of their forthcoming record uh, on Ethiopiques. Uh, Russ Gershon is here. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Um, you brought some of the source material of, of this stuff, and that, that was just incredible. That singer is just in, outstanding. Wow. Isn't I mean, great? the Gr- voice. And, and how old was he? He's in he, his was, 80s. He, he was pushing 80 70? then, so he would be about 85 or 86 wow. by now. What a voice. Germa Nagash. Yeah. He doesn't look that old. I'm telling you, he's, he's doing something right. So uh, a week from Sunday, and that would be February 19th, the Either Orchestra will be playing this music. Uh, this Nalbandian music at the um, Arsenal Center for the Arts next to the Arsenal Mall in Watertown. And uh, so we're going to be playing all of this with a bunch of different vocalists. We have a, we have a great um, Ethiopian singer who, who some of you, your listeners might know, Brooke Tesfai, who's the singer from, the, from Debo Band. Oh, sure. The okay. excellent yeah. you know, right. Ethiopian style band in town here. Brooke is doing some of the songs. Uh, but we're expanding a little further than that, too. And we're getting into music that influenced Nalbandian. So we ha- we're doing an Armenian song by this uh, um, Armenian composer, probably the great Armenian composer of the early 20th century named Komitas. Wow. Uh, and uh, so we're doing one of those with a, an Armenian singer. We're doing a Xavier Kugat. Oh right, tune right. from the '30s. I heard that in, in this one. I heard a little yeah. bit of Kugat. In There's some a of these. lot of little these licks, Kugat yeah. licks in the, in the big very band much charts. like those Kugat arrangements, which are these very uh, for those of you out there who don't know, this Kugat was sort of the first celebrity Latin band leader in America. Right. He was kind of like Ricky Ricardo's predecessor by about 20 <laughs> years, and uh, he was actually Spanish, but he passed through Cuba. And in the '30s, he was like. The, the, the Latin big band leader who had hits. And so we're doing one of those with a fantastic singer, Manolo Mirena, is local. He lives in Worcester. He's an amazing Latin ballad singer. Mm. And then we're doing, uh, he loved Ray Charles, Mr. Nalbandian did. So we're doing one of a Ray Charles song with Ron Murphy singing, who's a really great jazz gospel blues singer around town. Wow. And I think I think that's it for the wow, languages. We have four languages. So <laughs> this concert is February 19th, the Arsenal Center for the Arts. It'll never be repeated like this again. <laughs> never again. Never. There's you're ne- never going to hear that, there, there's that ne- line up again. <laughs> you're never going to hear. And, oh, actually, a Nalbandian son, Harut, is coming down from Montreal. Oh, wow. Where he lives. Okay. One, of, one of his sons who uh, is a, went to Berkeley, actually, in the 70s. He's, he's great. Uh, and uh, he's a guitar player. He's coming out. He's a piano tuner now. But he's, a, he's coming out of retirement to play one of these old songs with us. Wow, that's great. And so, so that's... Kind that, of a family affair. A family yeah, affair. Great. He's representing the Nalbandian yeah, family right. there. So that's, that was my uh, concert plug. But yeah. Sunday, week from Sunday. Week from yeah, Sunday. It's, it's the Sunday of the three-day weekend. Uh, so back to well, so what back were, to the what were we stuff. we were playing some some we were going to play some of this original music some right. some of the source material right right, right. and you you had picked out a track here that uh, was an instrumental that you said was kind of a crazy yeah crazy, <laughs> crazy thing with yeah. it was probably never never charted out and right exactly right. exactly it's a it's a song called Tizata when Tizata is a, a it's a really important word in Ethiopian music it, it's a word that means nostalgia or longing. It's also the name of a, of a scale in Ethiopian music, actually two scales. There's a minor tizata and a major tizata. Oh. And it's also the name of about a million songs that have tizata in the title. The way that, the way it's, it's in some ways, it's the equivalent of the word blues in English. Like we have blues scales, 
we have a million songs that are that have blues in the so title. many permutations of, and then of it's blues, also a concept right. the concept of the blues Tizita yeah. is sort of like the parallel to that interesting and this this uh this recording we have is the Nalbandian band playing this song as an instrumental they're playing like the, one of the early sort of primal Tizita songs that probably they all grew up with they all knew this melody you know from the time they were little kids and you'll hear they play it together as an ensemble in a way that is just so intuitive and and like free-flowing and beautiful uh, this was one of the songs that the either orchestra could not do we couldn't get a handle on it it was like this was like where we ran into the limits of not being ethiopians <laughs> <laughs> so so i figured i'd play you this yeah you know, that's great the original version here because uh we, you know it's the only way to hear it like this that's great we're listening to uh some ethiopian music here russ gershon is here this is wzbc 90.3 <laughs> Thank you. 
ያደረገ ደስታም ጆት ብዙ just incredible wow i mean the choir <laughs> at the end that march b yeah. section is just unbelievable. I, I love that one that one's called tebab um tebab nu takami and uh the singer we think at least those who who have been guessing at it thinks it might be <laughs> asefa bukana wow. uh but uh i heard that we, we have no score for that one i just heard somebody sent me probably francis sent me this uh recording and i just Love that song. I said, oh, my God, we've it's got to play that. So I, had, piece, I sat yeah. there and with my microscope on my ears and uh, transcribed it. And so we recorded, we recorded it. I guess that's what we're going to listen to next. Sure, yeah. And um, I stuck this blowing jazz section in the middle. I inserted like a Great, modal yeah. kind of uh, – um, you'll notice that, that it goes some places that, that that one doesn't go. Right. And there's a tenor solo on there, but not by me. I'm the tenor player in the band, but uh, I play soprano sax on this. Um, Jorga Mesfin, who's a tenor player of Ethiopian 
origin, who but who spent some time in the States, and he's a really good jazz player. Hmm. And uh, he was back living in Ethiopia at that time. I think he's still there. And uh, so he he was guesting with us. So I, I gave him the, the big solo spot there. Oh, he takes, great. takes a great. kind of a you know burning modal solo in the middle of this. This is WCBC, Free Association.
Russ Gershon is here. We've been listening to the new Either Orchestra record. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. So the, the, these tracks you got from Francis, he's been, how long has he been doing this Ethiopiques series? Well, he, 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 his story is long that- Long time, right? In 1983, as he tells it, he was in a club in Paris, and he was already a music promoter from, he's a little older than, the, he's probably- Man, late sixties now. He was like a hippie era French music promoter. He was into like, you know, rock and free jazz and stuff and had been promoting concerts and he heard he was in a club and he heard a Mahamud Ahmed song. A DJ played it. And he just was like doing you know. And he's that was nineteen eighty three. Basically since then his life has been de- dedicated to getting Ethiopian music released around the world, getting Ethiopian artists out on the road. Um and then conversely getting artists like the, the orchestra and others around the world to be interested in the music and make their own interpretations right and, and wow, the, the eo was kind of the first band that really took the bait and so he has a very fond there's a, we, we you that's know we great. have a special place in his heart yeah yeah and this is the the 30 32nd or something like that is that yeah right? it's, wow. it's ethiopia ethiopia's 30 32 the his ethiopia series is Mostly reissues of vintage stuff from the '60s and '70s, with a few newer I recordings. See. Right, right. A lot of it, most of yeah. it's old. The most old stuff from old. The yeah, 60s we and 70s, our, our right. concert from 2004 is on there. Right. It's Ethiopia's right. 20. There's some other new stuff, and uh, there's some. I mean, that series is amazing. There's not a bad record on it, and it's just ranges. I've from heard a lot of it. It's beautiful. Band stuff. records yeah. to like strange solo piano records, uh, solo piano music written by a woman who was a, uh, a, a nun for her whole life. That just doesn't sound like anything wow. you've ever heard. And, and, and you said that, it, it, I want to go back to something where you said EO was one of the few bands that took the bait. How did you get interested? Because you've, you've been working with, with, on Ethiopian music for quite some time now. Yeah. Uh, quite a chunk of the Ethiopian orchestra's history has been Ethiopian music. How right. Did that, how did that come to be? It's been a big sidelight, yeah, or a sidelight that's been as big as <laughs> right. the center light. Uh, it, it was kind of a double whammy, and Francis, as it turns out, was behind all of it. I see. In 1989 or so, uh, an old friend of mine, Louisa Huffstadter, who used to be a disc jockey around here, too, and worked for Rounder Records, uh, gave me a copy of Mahamud Ahmed's great album, Ere Mala Mala. Mahamud Ahmed is like the greatest- The god of the, the, god e- of yeah, the, the, the music singers, the Ethiopian singers. Incredible. And uh, I got this record, and I listened to it a bunch, and I thought it was pretty great. And, and then- about four years later, some 93, 94, Mark Sandman from Morphine, who was uh, becoming a rock star in France, came back um, from France with a with this record and gave it to me. He's, he's my friend, and we used to right. like listen to a lot of African music together. And he came back with a record called Ethiopian Groove, The Golden 70s. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, Great. It, totally irresistible wow, title. of course. You got to get that. Right? And so I put it on, and I, it, I swear I didn't take it out of my CD player for two years. And wow. it turned out to be that that was, uh, that was the A-list. That was Francis's first attempt at putting out a compilation of old Ethiopian music. And it, he put out his 16 favorite tracks. 
Oh, so Francis was behind that. And he was before Ethiopiques. Before Ethiopia even started, right? And he was even right. behind the the, the, re, the reissue of Ere Mala Mala that that got to me in '89. He was behind. He's behind everything. Wow, wow. So, but the Golden Groove, the Ethiopian Groove record was just a mind boggler, you know. And it's so good. I mean, he really, Francis really has good taste, and he picked the 16 best tracks and licensed them. And <laughs> and and then I heard that, and I listened to it for about two years, and then one day it struck me like, wow, I could write charts for the band of some of this. And I did, and the band really took to it, and audiences took to it. And then a couple years later, Francis had heard through the grapevine that somebody in America was doing this. <laughs> and he wrote to me and said, I heard that you guys are doing this. You know, Would you send me some recordings? So I sent him some live recordings. And it was like, you know, I could just see him rubbing his palms together over in France. Because <laughs> what, he did, what he knew then that I didn't even really know was that because of Nalbandian and that influence and various other people at that time, the big band had been an essential part of Ethiopian musical culture in the 50s and 60s. And he was trying to figure out a way to revive the notion of an Ethiopian big band. I see, and so right. then he discovered that this American big band, small big band, had taken the bait and was doing the job for him, sort of. You could be the vehicle for, we, for a lot of that. Exactly. Right. We, were his right. ve- we became his vehicle. And so right. our little project dovetailed with his and he's the one that really got it rolling with his with his work and so it's just gone on from there you know it's been great and and for me it's been great like i did a tour with muhammad ahmed last week muhammad ahmed has done a lot of gigs with us we've worked with all of these old timers right you know i did a tour with muhammad's band last fall you know and you've been to ethiopia twice with the band yeah twice with the band and then once another time and played with you know other people and you know it's just so thank you, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> the French connection. <laughs> That's but, great. And we should talk about the concert before before we head out. This okay. is a, a week from Sunday, right? Week from Sunday, the nineteenth of February, the Sunday of the three day uh, El Presidente uh, Days weekend, <laughs> and it's it's early. It's seven o'clock, and in fact, there's a the concert is preceded by a lecture by um, an, a Frank a French Armenian guy, Boris. Adamidian. Yeah, Boris uh-huh. Adamidian, who's, who's written a lot about the Armenians in Ethiopia. He's really an expert on it. Interesting. So, so you get the whole, the whole deal. The and, history. Yeah. And the concert, the never-to-be-duplicated concert, uh, at the, and it's at the Arsenal Center for the Arts. That's, That's great. So I, I hope everybody can, can go check that out. So we're going we're gonna to close with a piece off of this, this new record. And when is this record co- Are you releasing this record? No, will you have it, will uh, you have it with we, you? Unfortunately not. Uh, but you'll because, be playing it all live. Yeah. So. We'll be, and maybe, we, maybe we'll figure. I'm still trying to work with Francis to try to figure out exactly when it's going to be out. Right. I see. Um, Sometime it, this year, though. Oh, yeah. It'll yeah. be out within a couple months. Okay, great. Uh, he was delayed because he's juggling 9,000 things. Right, right. Well, we'll look for that. But uh, Ethiopia's 33. It's called the brilliant title that Francis came up with it for it is Nalbandian the Ethiopian so that's that should be out in the spring in uh, maybe April March April and we're going to finish with one of the tunes another one of the tunes actually we've, we're doing all tunes from the um, the uh, outdoor concert we did there this one's called Mambo Number no. One <laughs> or and, and then it says in parenthesis on the score this one I had a score for it Asnalehu Salante um, and so you'll hear very much the Latin influence that Mr. Nalbandian brought into Ethiopian music. And this one is pretty much a, it's a straight score. I believe it's a vocal tune, but we just play the instrumental parts. They were instrument, they were interesting enough so that it stands as an instrumental. And I, I think I fleshed out the harmonies on this quite a bit 
using their modal formulas, right. you know, just to make it a little more. And Dan Rosenthal, one of our trumpet players, plays just a really amazing solo on this. So that's it's one of my favorites on the the album. And I think this was the first time we ever performed this tune. We, oh, we, wow. We've really yeah. kept that in the book because we love it so much. Great. Well, thanks for coming in. This has been great. The music sounds fantastic. Um, really looking forward to the show. This is WZBC 90.3.